happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light 'em up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadows. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Today is Tuesday, all day. <laughs> I, I'm afraid I'm one of those people who can't turn off the news, and I, I spent most of the night wringing my hands. If they don't get those guys out of that mine in Chile pretty soon, I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. What is it?、Uh, Leave the planet.、Uh, nothing is more terrifying than、uh, being buried alive. But I don't want to get into that. I just don't want to get into that. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. I looked here.、Uh, I looked at my television, and it says here that at 2 a.m. That's tomorrow morning, 2 a.m. I can watch Patrick Stewart play Macbeth. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I'll. Uh, I'll I'll watch old reruns of、um, uh, fabulous goody series like um, like uh, Boardwalk Empire.、Uh, that's all about getting the women to vote Republican after they get the vote back in 1920. You know, <laughs> it's about mostly it's about、uh, bootleggers, but it's called、um, Boardwalk. That's it, Boardwalk Empire. It's about the Atlantic City、uh, scene in 1920 and.、Uh, I thought I marked that, and then Patrick Stewart in Macbeth. The that Macbeth is set in、uh, World War One, I, I think. And I saw a little bit of the middle of it the other night, and then I was too tired and I couldn't stay up. But I know I'll stay up tonight. So at two o'clock in the morning, I can turn on Macbeth, so I don't have to listen to somebody. Telling us that that little capsule that went down into the mine to fetch one of the guys out one at a time, you know, they'll tell us it stuck and I'll crack up. Never mind. There's one thing to tell you about today that I didn't know about, and I'm sorry because I didn't have a chance to call up and ask people for more details and background. But there's a big deal going on this week.、Uh, it's We Say No to Torture Week in Berkeley. And there's a lot of events、uh, over at Bolt Hall, and there's a play. I'll read you a little snatch of the play in a minute. Came to me in the mail. It's called Pedro and the Captain, and it's the great classic scene. We've all done them in our acting classes. If you're a theater person, you know. There's the interrogator, and then there's the guy that he's trying to. What is it?、Uh, Trying to get the information out of you know,、uh, it's all a question of who loses his soul. I think to date my favorite would be the one with Ben Kingsley and、uh, Sigourney Weaver.、Uh, 
uh, Death and the Maiden type thing. Yes, he used to play Death and the Maiden while he tortured her. You remember that. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, long after the Chilean coup, um, Sigourney Reaver runs into this guy again and she has a chance to tie him up and torture him. And Ben Kingsley does a great job. Uh, oh, golly. I, I don't think I could sit through it again, but if you get a chance... And this is the sort of thing that you think some people should see. I, I do recommend Death and the Maiden. This weekend, we've got uh, panels, Reckoning with Torture. Here it is. Uh, it's over at Bolt School of Law. The thing, let's see, the thing I should emphasize, because it's the one that I plan to get to, is, uh, okay, yeah. People's lawyer Jeffrey House will talk about his book, The Assassination of Fred Hampton, how the FBI and the Chicago police murdered the Black Panther. Okay, there's a film with that, The End of a Nightstick. Okay, in which Jeffrey House is featured fighting and uncovering police brutality and torture in Chicago. That one is at Revolution Books, 2425 Channing Way near Telegraph. That Saturday at 2.30 in the afternoon. 2.30 in the afternoon. I think what I should do is give you some phone numbers here. And you can call. Because uh, they're asking basically donations. Um, $10 donation. No one turned away for lack of funds. And, uh, yeah, I guess, hmm, I guess you should call and ask them what is the best deal as far as the the money goes, um, uh, as it says here, no one is no one is turned away for lack of funds. Uh, let's see, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Here, okay, we're up to Tuesday. We missed the first few events. Uh, Tuesday, Bolt Hall. Nope, that's over with. That ended at eleven o'clock tonight, six thirty. The giant John Yo debate. Join lawyers, law students, and other surprise guests to repudiate Yo's defense of torture on the UC Berkeley campus. This is. Are you going to have to call up? I don't know if that's at Bolt Hall or not. Okay, anyway, let's get the phone numbers, people. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe Bolt Hall has them. Uh, oh, everybody, everybody who's coming. There's so many actors, poets, thinkers, lawyers. And uh, everybody gives a, a, a website. Uh, anyway, the sponsors are School of America's Watch, West, Bolt, Alliance to Abolish Torture, National Lawyers Guild. Okay. I guess the best thing to do is give you one phone number and one website. Let's see. The website is HTTP slash slash www dot we say no to torture all one word we say no to torture dot net slash okay uh phone is in the five and dime area code five one oh phone is five two seven twenty two nineteen I'll repeat the phone number and then I'll repeat the website okay Phone number is in the five and dime area code right here, 510-527-2219. Two, two, 
and then you can you can get them on the web. Let's see, http colon slash slash. There you go. Http colon slash slash www dot we say no to torture one word dot net slash okay anyway i'm sure if you call up bolt hall they can give you enough references uh the play now the play is the one that i'm interested in it's a seven o'clock on saturday night seven o'clock october 16th uh Pedro and the Captain, dramatic reading from the play by Mario Bendetti, and it's directed by Angelina, oh, I'm going to mispronounce this, Longueras, L-L-O-N-G-U-E-R-A-S. That's at the Fireside Room in Live Oak Community Center. Now, everybody knows where Live Oak Park is. It's over on the north side of the campus, so there's a community center there where they have a theater. It's Live Oak Community Center. Now, I'm assuming that the uh, dramatic reading is in the fireside room, as they say, not on stage. This is a freebie. Says free, uh, although donations, of course, are always helpful. That's on Shattuck Avenue 1301. If you don't know where it is, you can find it easily. It's over there. On the north side of campus... 1301 Shattuck Avenue, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, October the 16th. Now, if you get to the other ones, let's see, everybody's going to be here. Uh, President of the National Lawyers Guild, whole bunch of journalists, um, Deborah Major, the Poet Laureate of San Francisco. Okay. Moderated by Ray McGovern, former CIA analyst, co-founder of Veteran Intelligence Professionals for Sanity. Now, I'm sure you've heard about this and that the posters are around town. Uh, let's see. Thursday night, the 14th, there is, yes, a panel at UC Berkeley School of Law. Okay, let's see if there's another number here that they want you to call. No, I gave you the one number that matters. You can find all this stuff. All you need to do is punch it out on the net. Let me go to this play that was sent to me, uh, the one that's going to play Saturday night. It's called Pedro and the Captain, and uh, as I say, it's the classic dialogue We've all had this dialogue with our friends, yes. I I guess when it comes to these things, I guess my favorite tragedy would be Sophie's Choice, the one where the mother has to select which of her children will die. I think that's about the worst hell I can imagine. But, uh, yes, there was another time we used to do improvs on the subject of what would you do... Um, in extremis and the question was usually will you would you go with your children if they were to be uh, gassed or sent to the gas chambers would you go with them and of course the answer is yes but i i don't know uh, this is two men so there's no there's no 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 handicapping here uh there's the captain and pedro and of course 
<laughs> By the end, whether Pedro is dead or not is a matter of opinion. Uh, yes, he's never really talked to himself, the captain. Anyway, let me just read you a little bit. The captain is, of course, one of the world's great rationalizers. I'm sure that if you've read any of the books about the uh, the perpetrators of torture, you know how complex their feelings are. I read one recently. He said that he'd been trying to uh, trying to quit. He said for two years he woke up every morning thinking that he had to go out and torture someone, and he spent the whole day trying not to feel like he had to do that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let me just read you a little bit of the captain, and you'll see how it is that certain, what is it, certain psychological adjustments can be made. Uh, uh, yes, the greater good is my favorite. That's my favorite excuse for torture. Anyway, the captain says, uh, let's see, this is somewhere near the end of their first session. Uh and Pedro isn't talking. The captain says, look, Pedro, would you rather I called you Romulo, your name in the underground? No, I'm going to call you Pedro because this here is the moment of truth. I've always been a straight-up kind of guy. Look here, Pedro. I understand your predicament. I know this isn't easy for you. You were leading a pretty normal life. Oh, you know, normal, considering the times. A good-looking young wife, healthy baby, old folks still up and about, good job at the bank. That little house you worked so hard to build. Speaking of which, why is it middle-class people like you and me are so stuck on this thing about owning our own homes? Do you guys ever think about that? Do you think about that when you talked about doing away with private property? Hey, on that point at least, nobody's ever going to side with you. Not if it means giving up their houses. Yeah, well, anyway, you had a good life. Simple. Everything you could ask for. Then, boom, some guys knock on your door in the middle of the night, yank you out of all that goodness. On top of that, they beat the ass out of you. I can put myself in your shoes. You'd have to be an animal not to understand. I assure you, I am no animal. But I will tell you, some of them around here come close. You haven't run into them yet, but uh, you, you might. I'm not talking about the ones last night who broke you in. No, no. There are some other ones, ones who are really awful. I swear, I could not do that dirty work. To be a savage, you've got to be born a savage, and I wasn't born like that. But somebody's got to do it. That's war. Probably you guys have got your clean work and your dirty work, too. Isn't that right? Maybe, uh, maybe I'm just lazy. <laughs> but me, I'm going to stick to the clean stuff like now.
just sitting down for a little talk with you. No beatings, none of that waterboarding or forced standing or hanging by your wrists, no. Just a reasonable conversation. See, my specialty is discussion, not the stick. Anybody can go poking someone with an electric prod. But to carry on a rational discussion, that takes some expertise, don't you think? That's why I also make a little more money than the electricians. <laughs> electricians, you get it? How come nobody ever thought of calling them that before? Tonight, in the casino, I'll have to remember to tell the colonel. He's got a sense of humor. He'll love it. Okay. Okay, Pedro, if you're tired of that position, you can cross your legs. <laughs> you don't move. Looks like you're trying the Gandhi trick. Passive resistance. Ah, that scrawny Gandhi and those Indians against the British. That was one thing. But you guys against us are something else altogether. Nowadays, passive resistance doesn't accomplish a thing. It's useless. It's what you call an anachronism. Been that way since the Yanks came in. Did you notice I said Yankees, just like you guys? Ever since they came down here with their hitmen and high-voltage passive resistance hasn't been worth S. <laughs> it gloves off on dissent, amigo. That's why I think. I mean, even at this point, it's a waste of time to resist. You're not even answering me when I ask you something. That's no good. Uh, as I'm sure you've noticed, I'm not here to hurt you. I just want to talk. So, why this silence? Is it a put-down? Okay, let's say it is. Here in this war, we all do some of that. You put us down, we put you down. There's a good reason we're enemies, but you know, we've also got some respect for each other, like we on our side really have to hand it to you the way you commit yourself to a cause, the way you'll risk everything for it. How you'll give up your creature comforts, your families, your work, your lives even. We can't see much sense in that kind of sacrifice, but I assure you, we respect it. By the same token, I have the impression that you've got some respect for how much it hurts us when we have to work you over, sometimes to the point of doing you in completely, because after all, not only are you our fellow citizens, but you're so young. You think that's not such a big deal? We're human, you know. We'd much sooner be at home taking it easy, chilling out, reading a good detective story, watching TV. Instead, we got to stay here putting in overtime to make people suffer, or in my case, to talk with those people between the acts. My part's the intermezzo, get it? <laughs> hey, you like music? Opera, maybe? Okay, so you're not about to answer for now, but... What I was getting at is that I sus 
expect you guys appreciate, well, I don't know if it's conscious or unconscious, but you appreciate how we're dedicated to our work, too, right? Mm -hmm. Say something. Look, I don't have to explain the rules of the game to you. You know the rules. From what I hear, you guys even take courses in how to deal with situations like you're in right now. Didn't you know we've got bad interrogators, animals almost, guys capable of ripping the prisoner to shreds? We've also got good ones who get the prisoner when he comes in exhausted from the brutal treatment. Soften him up little by little, you know that, right? So you must have noticed that I'm the good one. You ought to take advantage of that. I'm the only one who can get you a break from the beatings. Some relief from the stress positions. I'm the one who can put a stop to the electric prod, get you better food, even a cigarette now and then. At the very least, you know that while you're here with me, your nerves and muscles don't have to be all tensed up as you wait for the next blow, as you try to guess when it's coming, from where. I'm a sort of rest, you know, a breather for you. You're following me? So I don't think it's wise for you to stay locked up in that absurd silence. Like my old man used to say, when people talk, they can understand one another. He was an auctioneer. He had good reason to put his trust in words. I'm telling you all this so you'll know your place, so you won't step out of line. Go overboard about rights. You wouldn't want me to go beyond the line of duty, so to speak. With a person like me who would not think of laying a hand on you, you can exercise your right to keep your mouth shut. But I want you to know I have no intention of playing the fool. Reciting the same speech over and over while you sit there like a bump on a log. This speech goes on for any number of pages. <laughs> Let me... Cut to the chase, because I'm running out of time, but, uh, yes. As I say, you'll have to go see the play to know whether or not Pedro survives his interrogation with the captain, who is the interrogator and torturer throughout. <laughs> At one point, the captain says, you know something, you're meaner than I am. Pedro's given him a dose of his own medicine. <laughs> Okay. No, Pedro, he says, you're not mean. I'm just looking for excuses, and because you aren't mean, you'll understand. You say, sir, that you want me to be able to keep the love of my wife and children. Pedro doesn't listen to him. He says, you really never talk to yourself, Captain? I'm here now with you, but I'm going to talk to myself anyway. And you will see how somebody talks in situations like this. Pay attention, Captain. This is a demonstration of how one talks to oneself. Pedro speaks, um, he speaks to a woman called Aurora. Look, Aurora, I've had it. 
And I know that you're effed too, wherever you are, but I'm dead. You, on the other hand, are still alive. I'm able to bear it all, all of it. All of it except for one thing, not having your hand to hold. That's the one thing I miss the most, your soft hand. Your long, fine, sensitive fingers. That's my only remaining attachment to life. If they'd give me only one merciful favor before I'm gone, that's what I would ask for, to hold your hand for three, five, eight minutes. We were good together, Aurora, you and I. You and I know what it means to trust, to trust someone else. That's why I would have wanted to hold your hand, because it would be the only way to tell you that I trust you. It would be the only way to feel your trust in me, to linger for a while with our trusting feelings of the past. Do you remember that March night, four years ago, on the little beach near your folks' place? Do you remember how we lay for about two hours on the sand without speaking, staring up at the Milky Way as one might look at a ceiling? I remember how all of a sudden I started to move my hand over the sand toward you without looking at you, and just then I found that your hand was moving toward me, and our hands met each other halfway. Think of it, that this is the recollection I remember best also. There's your body, your hair, your mouth too. How could I not remember all that? But the image that I remember best is that night on the beach, Aurora, when you tell Andres, when you tell him, tell him only a little at a time, don't hit him brutally with the news, that sort of thing puts a permanent scar on a childhood. Explain it to him little by little, starting at the beginning. Wait until you're sure he's understood. Be sure he understands each part before you go on to the next one. Just as you do when you tell him stories. Gradually, so it doesn't hurt. Get him to understand that this didn't come about because of some heated argument or fit of passion or irrational hunch but it grew out of a mature decision, out of a process. Explain it to him well using those precise and tender words you're so good at. Tell him that he doesn't have to agree with all of it, but that he has a duty to understand it. I know that leaving him without a father at a time like this it's like an act of aggression that I'm committing against him. At least he may come to feel it that way. If not today, then someday later on. Or maybe some night when he's lying awake unable to sleep. 
I'm counting on your superb power of persuasion to convince him that with my death I'm not assaulting him, but rather in my way that I'm trying to save him. That's the way it is, folks, yes. Understanding, hold fast. There is always more to understand. Hold fast to that as the way to freedom. That's a bit from the play, Pedro and the Captain. You can see uh, a reading of that at... Uh, uh, let's see. At... Uh, Where's our venue? Fireside Room, Live Oak Community Center, folks. Fireside Room, Live Oak Community Center, 1301 Shattuck. Saturday night, October 16th, 7 o'clock. I'll be back on the air Thursday morning at 8.20. Till then, this has been Jennifer Stone. Go easy, and if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. A few words from a friend of KPFA's. George Carlin from a 1997 interview with Larry Binsky. Well, I would put it this way. Because we make uh, adjustments to the, the real world, one of the adjustments we have to make is to uh, make small commitments even. It's just They can be small uh, to things we believe in. The fact that this is the commercial, you know, that it's not how clean you can get your wash, how fast you can drive your car, but just how maybe you can spread your own ideas around a little bit. I mean, if I had to make some sort of clumsy appeal, that would be it. Become a friend 